Welcome everybody to Haven of Horror. We are discussing the brand new Halloween Kills, the highly anticipated sequel to 2018's Halloween, which we can finally tell apart because it has a subtitle. Mm-hmm. I'm subject. Well, which is actually a cut down subtitle if you don't know. I don't know if you heard about that. No, no. The original sub subtitle was "Halloween Kills All Character Development and the Entire Franchise in One Shot." I don't agree with that. They shredded it down. They were like, "Too long of a title." I'm subject. This is the cynical ghost. Um, and uh, yeah, well, he's already given away how he feels about this movie. <laughs> yep. Here's why I disagree. I'm going to give you a plot description. (laughs) Here's why I disagree with it killing the franchise. I mean, I'm being hyperbolic, but I know. But here's the thing: because earlier you told me that you weren't even sure if you wanted to see ends. Now I don't. I'm at a Last Jedi place where I have no interest. Like it's done. (laughs) I don't care. So so here's the thing: because I was reading today that they're skipping four years when ends comes out. This movie uh, could completely ignore this movie. I mean, it won't, though. But what is there to build up with this movie? This is filler, the movie. Who knows? I I don't know. I have no idea where they're going to go with the next one. And I don't think it's anywhere near as bad as Last Jedi was. For one thing, Laurie's in, like, two scenes in this movie. So you can't ruin her character. She doesn't do anything. Yeah, but she's also, like, one of the things that works in that last movie. And we cut her out and bump up everything that didn't to 11. <laughs> so, let me ask you this, because the thing that most mostly had me interested in this movie, when I was watching it, is Michael still feels like Michael. To me. Did you have that same... Okay, so in the last movie, uh, like the 2018, I mentioned that... Uh, we kind of lose that kind of lurker, lurking version of Michael. And we don't 100% lose it. You still get it to an extent. You know, he's still, even in that shot where he goes house to house, it's still like, you know, he walks, he observes, he goes in. So many of the kills in this movie are just, he just walks up to people, stabs them, moves on. And it's like, there's no suspense. It's just, okay. Uh, jump scare, boom, stab, dead, bye. <laughs> and it's just, we've completely lost that. Um, I think we go too far into trying to like add characteristics onto Michael again, because now we have this whole thing where he like, he has to stare at this one window. This is like the window he looked at. It's like, Caesar and the Planet of the Apes prequel trilogy, like, this is his thing. And it's, like, completely retroactive. <laughs> it has nothing to do with anything. But they're like, this is the thing we're going to add on to Michael Myers for this. And I think they go too far into the supernatural thing, and especially in order to make people... Okay, I read today in an interview... How long have you been holding this in? Oh, all day? <laughs> I read in an interview today uh, that they wanted Michael to feel like Darth Vader at the end of Rogue One in this movie, and that's 100% how it feels in places, where it's just, oh, look, Michael just got up and killed, like, 800 people in one shot. Okay, how did he even get arrested in the 78 movie? (laughs) 
he gets arrested by like five cops, but he can take out the entire town in one shot, where he turns the entire world into a black void of a soundstage and just kills everybody in one of the most awkward sequences I've ever seen in a horror movie. So, okay, so I'm gonna. Where he turns into Michael Wick. I'm gonna agree with you and disagree with you at the same time. I agree that that ending is very awkwardly edited for a minute there. I didn't even know what was going on. I had to rewind it. But I like that he just gives up. Like, he just lets himself be arrested. Right? Like, he's just... We don't know why. He just did. Um, now, I don't know if that's, like, bad writing. Which it may very well be. This movie's full of it. This movie has <laughs> issues. I don't hate it as much as you do, but it has issues, and it is a step down from 2018. But here's why I think ends could still be good, because they know that we know that they had originally planned two films, presumably some version of 2018 and ends. We have, from what I understand, uh, they planned two films, and then those films became 2018, and then they pulled out. Like a few ideas here and there where they were like, we don't have enough time to do like to address that, so we'll just take that out. Um, but I think from like start to finish, like the ending of 2018 is probably what they wanted the end of their two movies to be. Um, but obviously, that you know, they took some ideas out. Maybe one idea got put in this movie, and the rest will go to ends. <laughs> uh, so, but yeah. yeah. So my thing is, they know they have they have the beginning and the end planned out. And that was supposed to be it. But now you have to do this middle movie. It's like, uh, what do we do? Um, a side story? <laughs> I don't know. No, it is it is definitely hard. Um, my issue with this movie is mostly quality. Where it's like, if this was even just written better, it would be fine. But I, I don't I do think the movie excels at anything. <laughs> It doesn't, it doesn't. I give this movie credit for being ambitious because there's a lot of good ideas here. Not all of them are executed well. Um, let's start at the beginning because that's where immediately I was like I don't know about this. Uh, okay, not the very beginning beginning, but when we flash back to 1978. That, um, is, the, that is the start. That is how the movie opens. No, the movie, doesn't the movie open with the drunk boyfriend? You're right, I'm sorry. Yeah. Who we've nope, completely right. forgot to mention in the twenty eighteen video, but that's okay because he just disappears from that movie and shows up here. Uh so we open on the drunk boyfriend. Like it, broke the, it broke the kind of slasher trend of here's the jerk character. He's a jerk because he will die and you will feel happy when he dies. I kinda like that they subverted that uh, with the last movie. So you like that they subverted your expectations? Yeah, exactly. So, um, and then he finds the sheriff and saves him because we got to keep him around. Uh, and then it, yeah, it moves, wreck on his death. <laughs> and then it moves back to 1978, and then I was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> uh, yeah, we get a sequence they wanted to open the last film on, and then John Carpenter was like, "No, don't do that." <laughs> and it's symbolic of my entire issue with this movie. I like. I like it on a superficial level if they did a really good job and, like, there's a lot of care put into making it look like the Haddonfield from that original movie. Uh, even making Michael look like he's from that movie. 
does and it doesn't. There are aspects that do. I think overall the production value in this film takes like a takes like a knock from the last one, which I don't know like what exactly that would be. Um, making Michael look like seventy eight, I think they do perfectly. Um, but there's even shots there where I'm like, this looks cheaper than the last one did, and it costs like five million dollars more. But I don't. Maybe that went into other stuff. <laughs> I have a theory where that went into, but we'll get into that in a minute. And I was like, okay, you know, maybe there's something here. Because part of what I like about this movie is that Haddonfield itself is almost a character in this movie. And it's kind of like what about what Michael's effect, it wants to be about what Michael's effect on Haddonfield is. It doesn't completely succeed in that. But the moment it lost me with the flashbacks, and I, I wonder if it was for you too, was when Loomis showed up. It, it lost me a bit before that, admittedly, but oh, okay. uh, Lo- Loomis showing up is awkward. However, I do want to commend the special effects team because that is not CGI, and that's amazing. Yeah, no, it's the lookalike that was like the art director or something, and they gave him prosthetics. It looks awkward close up, but from a distance, he looks like Loomis. The voice, it's whatever. Like you don't, I don't know of anybody that sounds like, sound like Donald Pleasant. It's fine. Um, and I and I was like, that I I don't need that. Just have him go home already or something. I don't know. Just leave him out of the shot, or preferably cut all that stuff. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't lead into anything. They just needed to fill time in the movie. Yeah, I think for me, the moment where I was like. Uh oh! Like, what are we doing? Is when it shows the dog, where it's just like, remember the dog from the first one? Like, it's there, and it's like, I get it. I remember. I remember the movie. It's one of my favorite films of all time. And then, if that was just there by itself, whatever. But that's how the movie continues. Where like this film is so much just. Like it's it's nostalgia. It's a remake of Halloween two. It's a remake of Halloween four. We don't have like enough to do, so just like shove these aspects in, and then and that's I it. That's the movie. in our twenty eighteen video where they have a hard time deciding like how much reverence to show Michael because obviously he is one of the big slasher icons, but this movie wants it to have its cake and eat it too, where. He's the monster that we all know from all these movies, but technically, only two movies have happened, and there's a big forty-year gap in between the two. Uh, well, Haddonfield's supposed to be a small town, so that is like a thing where I can buy this one traumatic instance, <laughs> uh, like kind of haunting that town, especially because the house, his house was already, like, an urban legend in the town, like, going back to the original movie. So, from that point of view, because that would just add to that legend, right? And it would be, like, a big thing of the town. So, I can understand that. Um... (laughs) So, I'm with you on parts of that. Because I really like that scene with Tommy at the karaoke bar. I was going to say that. It's like, we got to break... Here's Tommy, here's... Here's um, Lindsay. Here's uh, Nurse Chambers, who didn't even live in Haddonfield. She lives a hundred miles away, you know. At the... Well, that's what I was telling you that night when I was yeah. watching it. Was the nurse is the most awkward part. Why is she here? 
Because remember her? Like, Tommy at least fits in with what the movie is trying to do, which is be more about the town, right? And the other kid that's in, like, one scene in Halloween. That's fine to bring those back if you're going to focus more on the town and, like, what this has done to them, I think. What is the nurse doing there? And honestly, here's the other question, right? Shouldn't she be, like, 80? Well, that is that original actress. Oh, wow. She has aged remarkably well. The only one, obviously, of the lining kid is an extra in the original, so they didn't bring him back. But the uh, Tommy's the only one they recast. Like, the Lindsay is also that little girl from the original movie. Um, and we were jokingly saying, you know, they should have brought Paul Rudd back, because famously, Paul Rudd also played Tommy in Six. Both of them just want to beat Michael to death with sticks. That's At least they're just consistent thing. with their characterization. But do you agree Across with what I... multiverses? <laughs> But do you agree with what I had said that one night where I think Paul Rudd would have been out of place in this movie? Oh, I was just joking about that. I know, but I just... Oh, that that reminds me, though. That is another place where I was like, oh, adjust my position in the seat because it's going to be a long one, is in the 78 uh, flashback where the kid Lonnie is running and he bumps into Michael and the police show up and he was like, it's the boogeyman, it's the boogeyman, and he runs away. I didn't need any of that. That's not a universal thing. Tommy was like, it's the boogeyman because the kids were making fun of him early on being like, oh, the boogeyman's going to get you, Tommy. It's not, nobody would just look at this person and say, oh, the boogeyman. That's in Tommy's head because the kids were making fun of him. But now it has to come back because you remember he's the boogeyman. And that's, that's the movie. To be fair, though, it is not a stretch to believe that a kid sees something like that and thinks, oh, it's the boogeyman. I mean, it's just there because of nostalgia, though. Like, that's the entire reason. It's just, yeah. you know, he, that's what they're supposed to say. That's what Tommy said in the original. And it's just, that's the only reason he says it. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I guess it's just, like, it didn't bother me as much because I could see a kid looking at that and being like, oh, it's... But it, like I said, with the dog thing, if it was just that, I'd be like, whatever. But so much of the movie is that. We have an entire sequence with uh, Nurse Chambers that is just what happens to her in the first film. I'm really glad that Michael saw her and was like, I'm going to give her a nice nostalgic trip. And then did the exact same thing he did in the original. <laughs> like, it's just so much of this movie is that. And yeah. like, some some things can be cool. Like... They bring in the season of the witch masks. That's a cool. That's a legitimately cool Easter egg. And they brutally murder the kids wearing them. Or just one of them, but yeah. I thought it was all of them. No, it's just one, and then he puts the masks on the other on the people he kills in the car. Oh, okay. Um, also, kudos to both these movies for having the guts to kill kids. Yeah. So I will say, I think. There's some ideas in here that I would I think are not explored as fully, but I also can say I, a lot of this I enjoyed on a superficial level. Like, there's some really cool kills here. Some not so yeah, I think there's maybe two good kills in this entire movie, and everything else is like, nobody cared. 
like the knife to the face or whatever. Like that was kind of cool. The part where he like pushes the guy's eyes in, that was kind of cool. Everything else, you didn't like the firefighter like, sequence. It's so stiff and awkward, and it's just that. See, I would cut that sequence. That scene should be. You find out they're all dead when they like show up, and just all the firefighters are dead. You shouldn't see that. I don't think. Okay. I think that with the city thing or the him killing the townspeople too. Again, another really awkward sequence that I would have just cut and just had somebody stumble upon everybody dead. So let me ask you this then, because we know that there's going to be a different cut on Blu-ray. You think there's a better cut of this movie? No. (laughs) (laughs) Because I think the writing is just terrible in this movie. (laughs) Okay, so let me ask you this as well. Do you think it's because they didn't know how to make a movie between their beginning and end while also not wanting to change the status quo too much. Uh, to an extent, but even like, I think dialogue is just awkward in this movie. Like there is just moments where it's like, like this is so strange and really weird editing. Like, um, there are like scenes that are edited. Like it's a comedy that are just really strange. Like where you'll just cut to somebody like yelling and it's really weird. And then you got, again, with the nostalgia thing, you know, you get Sheriff Brackett from the original movie. He comes back, and the second he sees Michael, he points the gun and goes, everybody's in for one scare, or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, the line from the original movie. And it's like, that doesn't even make sense in this context. <laughs> but, Austin, did you know that evil dies tonight? Oh, my God. I, so I went with, like, four friends to see this movie, and the one, every single time they said it, turned to me and was like, <laughs> See, and was I like, think that was yep. some of the stuff that I liked most in the movie, but in theory. It's not always executed well. But I like it's, this, I, I like the idea that in Tommy... In four, where, like, all the people come, they're like, we're gonna go shoot our like Michael Myers. Those people are also smarter, because they remember to bring guns and not just a bunch of sticks to beat him with. But, you know... <laughs> I don't remember that in Halloween 4, but I like the idea That's that... That's, like, the big thing in Halloween 4, is the cops are, like, um... The, like, one cop is, like, I'm kind of all we have. And then these rednecks show up, and they're like, we're gonna shoot our son, <laughs> Michael Myers. He, like, he killed people in this town. We're, go- we're gonna take him out. And the cop's like, no, you can't do that. And Loomis is like, ah, they're all, they're all we've got! <laughs> That's amazing. And it's I like, think... those people were smarter, they brought guns! <laughs> Some of these people brought guns. One! And they didn't know how to shoot it. But I, I, I kind of like the idea that, um... What's that kid's name? The one from the original. Oh, Tommy? Tommy. Whips this town into, like, this massive frenzy. And then... It ends with them being wrong because they're chasing the wrong guy because they're all stupid. Oh, see, I that sequence, <laughs> man. <laughs> they're it's because it's so stupid, right? Like they're all chasing this guy that looks like the Danny DeVito penguin from Space Jam Two, and he's like very clearly not Michael Myers. I understand it's supposed to be like mob rule, but also like you know. 
Michael Myers' face and that guy's face are all plastered all over TV. So, like, we all know that both of these people are on the loose. We also know that Michael Myers, you know, he wears this mask. You know, it's talked about constantly. He's also not this fat, schlubby guy that waddles. Like, everything about it is just like, so what are we thing. doing? And it's entirely there just so that Sheriff Brackett can turn and go, we're the monsters now. And it's like, no shit. Like, I, I get it. Like, I get it. Um, You know... The original um, Hills of Eyes does, like, a very similar, like, at the end of that movie, they, like, massacre the mutants. And it's supposed to visually be a, who is really the monster here? Nobody comes out and says it, because you don't need to come out and say it. You don't have to handhold the audience through what you're saying. But also, they fit it into the movie. (laughs) So here's the thing. I was buying it up to a certain point. Because when people get together, they're really stupid. And at a certain point, I think it was less about getting Michael, and they were just bloodthirsty. No, that's exactly what it is. It's just the entire sequence is a waste of time. And I think it goes too far. Where well, and- if you if you maybe had a guy that was like, you know, kind of slim, tall, you know, something like that. You can buy it a little bit more. You have a guy who looks nothing like what you're looking for. It would be like if you were knowingly hunting Michael Jordan and you found Steve Buscemi and you're like, there he is. I'm going to go kill him. So, and it's, but, it's too far. So here's where it lost me. Okay. Cause I was like, okay, this is an interesting idea. Even if it's not executed the best, I like this as an idea, but then the guy kills himself. Right. And Tommy's like, are you sure it's not him? And I'm like, really? <laughs> That should have been the moment where he realized, oh, I've been chasing the wrong guy. Yeah, it's like a stretch of the imagination, but, you know, fine, whatever. But he looks him right, looks at his corpse and is like, are you sure that's him? And I'm like, what are we doing? <laughs> what? Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like, like I said, most of the stuff that I enjoyed, a lot of it is superficial. But the movie really comes to life for me when Michael's on screen. Uh, yeah, there's a couple of scenes where it's not as much tension building, uh, but I like like the like the fun little uh, when he kills those two gay guys, and like you know he did, rings the doorbell oh. one and he's not there. I I hated everything with them because that is like again bump up the stuff that didn't work. That is like the Vietnamese sandwich bit. Create it with they get their own subplot this time. It's just these, you get gay Patchy the Pirate from Spongebob and, like, fat gay John Linguizamo, and they both just kind of hang out. And then, you know, there's, like, John Linguizamo guy picks up, like, a little knife that's, like, this big, and he's like, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna kill him. And then, like, he gets, admittedly, one of the cooler deaths of the movie, and then gay Patchy the Pirate walks in, and he's like, my god. You've come home. <laughs> it's like, ah, and he's at the window because it's the window is important now. The window thing is silly, but I don't know. It, ghosts may live in it. I don't know what the fuck is happening at the end of this movie. <laughs> so, 
I guess the last thing we should talk about, because you've ranted about this movie for like 20 minutes now. <laughs> uh, why would you kill off Judy Greer in your filler movie? Something has to happen, or else people will be like, it's the filler movie. <laughs> like They needed, and it was always going to be her. I like even in 2018, I was like, if one of these characters die, it will be her. Um, like in that movie, it's it's obligatory. You want you can't kill off Jamie Lee Curtis yet, and you want the granddaughter to be like, you She's know, the, the kind of young. Yeah, well, Judy Curtis is kind of there, and they don't do enough with her, anyways. And I actually like her slightly better in that. Like, I feel like she got more to do here. It's still, like, well, not a it's lot. because they gave all of Jamie Lee Curtis's screen time to her. Yeah. And, I mean, she still only gets, like, five minutes of screen time. But, like, it's not just her complaining like it is in 2018 to an extent. Um, I also think the granddaughter is awful in this movie. So, one of the biggest issues with this movie is everybody is stupid. Like, just completely everyone's an idiot in this movie. And, like, she just she is Jamie Lee Curtis forty years later territory, an hour later, <laughs> and it's like, no, and she's so stupid. I mean, and I hate it. I don't know. I, I and she, she also is in like different. ten minutes of this movie, so. Well, we do. We got to get characters out of the way because we just have to fill time until we can get to the story we really want to tell. Introduce like a bunch of characters from the original just to die in this movie, except for Lindsay, and they're all losers. <laughs> not a single person from the original movie grew up to not be a loser. <laughs> so let me ask you this then, because I, I think we've covered pretty much everything in this movie, but I'm curious. If it is true that Halloween ends, it's going to time skip ahead four years. Catch us up with current times by the time that movie comes out. Do you think it would be easy enough to ignore a big chunk of this movie? Uh, no, I have to imagine the... Because, I mean, they're set... Like, this entire movie feels like they're just setting things up for the next one. So... No, I think it'll probably be important. I mean, we know that one of the reasons there's going to be a director's cut is that they changed the ending to fit more into that. But, oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Which I've also... So the script for this movie leaked a year ago, and after I watched it, I like went through some moments, and I read... The big two things I read were the park scene, which is word-for-word word the script, and the ending, which is like completely butchered in the movie. <laughs> and... I don't necessarily think the ending of the script is great either. But, like, I think that's also part of why the ending is such a mess, is that it feels chopped to pieces, and now that I've read what it's supposed to be, it's like, yeah, no. <laughs> like, it 100% feels like they filmed the ending of this movie and then changed it in editing. The ending of this movie was supposed to be the beginning of the first movie where like Michael walks like first person Michael walks through the house and then kills Judy Greer in his sister's bedroom. But now he just like teleports in from behind her. 
I don't know. It's the script also has like he she looks up and sees a child Michael Myers in the window. Don't know what that means. You're pulling but, a Rob Zombie at that point. If that if you put that in the movie, that's a Rob. But it is in the movie. Her seeing a child, Michael. That's the reason why she goes in the house. She's on the street. She looks up at the window, and it's child Michael in the clown costume staring down at her. And she walks up and then gets killed. That's the I ending of this movie. This movie. Yeah, I, I don't know. This this movie has issues, but I. I, I still think that a third movie, especially if it's a movie they more want to make, because it does, there are parts of this feels like nobody wants wanted to make this one, you know what I mean? I think if you have, the, if with ends, if that's a movie they really want to make, I, I think this is salvageable. So my, part of why is it's like, I don't care to see anything about what they're doing with ghost kid Michael in the window or Michael's obsession with this one. Like we have now added stuff onto Michael that I don't care about and will be the forefront of the next movie. I don't care about their whole, and the only way Michael can die is if I die too thing with Laurie. Like, stop. I mean, we knew that was coming. No, I know it's, they basically, like, uh, that was obviously what the ending of the movie was going to, like, of this was going to be. I, they just basically just came out and said it. And it's going to suck. <laughs> I don't see that. If done right, I think it could be okay. Because I, I, at this point, that's the only way you can end it, right? Like, they have to both die. I don't know, at this point, I don't care. End it, however. And Michael becomes a circus magician. I don't care. I, I think you're being a little hyperbolic there. I mean, it's one movie. Come on. Okay, but this is how Halloween goes. We get one good movie, and then the entire thing turns to shit. <laughs> it's the cycle. You could be right. You could be right. We'll we'll see. But I don't think this. I don't think this movie is as bad as you do. I completely get your issues with it. Um, like I said too, is I think the writing of this movie is so bad. I don't trust them, like working on the script for the next one either. That's fair. We'll we'll have to wait for a trailer. Uh, in what a year? See, but I thought the trailers for this movie looked great. <laughs> I don't know. Like I said, I I think this movie's okay. It's a clear downgrade from 2018. Um, but I would still take this over any of the other Michael sequels. Ian, I have this blow H2O. Like, I... Oh, I don't granted, it's not by much, but... H2O is at least a movie. This is... It's not... This is fair. Uh, bumble around for two hours. I don't know. We have nothing to do anyways. Like, this movie doesn't even have a climax. <laughs> it's literally just... She sees ghost, ghost little Michael. He's in the window. Oh, she's dead. Well, that's what I'm saying. This is filler, uh, the movie, which is why it's hard for me to get upset about because it's it's filler. Um, it's insane to me. Yeah, though, the that this is still a, pretty shitty. I paid is, the same price to see filler that I to see a real movie. Well, and I, I guess we should also be upfront with that. We also forgot to say total spoilers, by the way. Um, I mean, it's a given. Uh, I guess that's the other thing we should note is some of the differences. Is I watched this at home on Peacock, so I didn't have to pay to see it. We don't have Peacock. 
And I, so I may have had a different experience if I had paid to like go to the theater. Um, yeah, this is one of the this was one of the worst theater experiences I've had in a long time. It was very much like a I'm waiting for the stand. Like there was a guy in front of me who would check his phone every now and then. Didn't even ignore it. Didn't even bother me. I was like, I'm blame you. <laughs> so I'm gonna give this a three. I don't think it's nearly as bad as Austin does, but I completely understand his issues with it. Um, I, I, I think that I will be more cautious about ends, but I'm trusting them to. We've got the filler out of the way. Did your obligatory like middle film, you know? Because uh, we know this was never in the plan, at least from what you told me. And I trust that if they will go all out to end it. Because I think that we have... Oh, oh! We gotta talk about the Halloween 2 thing. So not only does this movie use footage from Halloween 2, it also is kind of a remake of Halloween 2. Well, it's a remake of Halloween 2 and 4. Um, in the, Not in, like, they're remaking the whole movie. It, but in, they take specific things from both of those movies and puts them together. And from 6. And from, I guess, Zombie 2. But, like I said, because a big part of this movie is, you know, the town coming from Michael, which is from 4. That's a big part of that movie. And then you got um, Laura in the hospital from 2. Put those together. I think both are done better. In their action, like in two and four, but I don't agree with that. Um, the big well, issue this with movie, okay, so from the Lori aspect, this like with the hospital stuff, this is like mid half, like no, like legitimately just the middle of Halloween two, where it's just her in the hospital, and there's like kind of like a nurse that she likes or whatever. Except now it's the sheriff who is her love interest now. I don't know. I don't know when that Sad happened, whatever. but I guess, I guess maybe. Um, There's forty years between the movies. Anything could have happened. Yeah. So, it's that just that specific segment drawn out for two hours, mixed with the Halloween four stuff, which is mostly in the climax of like the like people being like, "We're gonna go kill Michael Myers." Like this is on the town now instead of the police. Stretched out to two hours, except now it's even stupider. And, like, just, <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Like, we're all just going to beat him with wooden sticks, I guess. That's the way we're going to do it. And, it. and it works. We get to see Michael get his ass kicked so much throughout this movie. <laughs> yeah. So, how do you think, that, because we, we established in this movie that he can't be killed. Like, we've set him on fire, we've beaten him with sticks, like, beat him to a pulp, and he still get, gets back up. How do you end this? The, the way you should do it is, you can't kill the boogeyman, he gets out and who knows where he is. The ending of the original movie, because that's the perfect ending, um, but it won't. It'll be her and... Or he and Laurie kill each other however way. Maybe she blows him up like Lupus. Uh, I almost said Lupus. 
uh, Loomis does in Halloween 2. I don't know. See, I thought you were going to say like they do in Freddy's Dead. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's another thing they take from Halloween 2 is they reference the part where he's like out of bullets. And, you know, where he, like, goes to shoot, and it's, like, click, click, and it's, but it's with uh, Nurse Chambers, who yells for Dr. Loomis because nostalgia. (laughs) Guys you met once. (laughs) Well, okay, but to be fair, if we're gonna give the Sheriff and Lori thing passed because there's been 40 years, we don't know how long Loomis lived after Halloween. Anything could have happened in that 40 years. I'm okay with that. It's just, like I said, it's just, it's a part of, it's one piece in a pile. With I keep saying with each one, because there's too much of it. There's too much just, here's the thing you remember. Like, and that's it fair. Constantly. And I have a higher tolerance for that stuff than you do, I think, sometimes. But I don't, I don't think necessarily you're wrong. Yeah, you know. Uh, it just is a matter of how much of that you're willing to accept. Um, and her death is just so embarrassing in general, where it's like, again, they do, they do the thing where he gets up on the car and he hits the window just like he did in the original. He grabs her by the hair and starts to pull her out just like he did in the original. And then he comes in, she does the, you know, the Frodo, no bullets left. And then he just kind of awkwardly stabs her. And then we get uh, one of the better kills in the movie where he stabs the nurse. And then one of the most embarrassing kills of this movie, where the doctor like walks up with the gun and he like kicks the door into the gun so she shoots herself in the head. Oh, okay. Yeah. Terrible. Okay, so, so I'm gonna give this a three out of five. I think it's I think it's a fun time, which is my that's my bare minimum for these kind of movies. Um especially for Halloween, which I have no real investment in. Like, at least it's not four, five, and six. That's where I'm at with this franchise. I prefer four over this movie easily. I would have to rewatch five and six. Not so much. Four is a better movie than this. I would have to rewatch four before I could. I've only seen it once. But with this franchise, it's better than at least five and six. H two O, whatever. It is. It is better than Resurrection because it's better than Resurrection, but I'm more entertained by Resurrection. <laughs> That's fair. And this is where you're gonna crucify me. It is not better than Zombies remake, but it is better than Zombies second movie. I think. Um, Swear, yeah. I think this is just a fun like. If if you turn your brain off, you'll get a more enjoyment out of this movie. Yeah, Which I, I didn't like it on that level. If it were if it were that, I'd be I would st- I would be annoyed because the original and the and even twenty eighteen aren't turn your brain off. But I think the fact that it 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 really is that, but it's also so self serious and it drags so much throughout this movie, and so much of it is just you know, Laurie spends like twenty minutes just rambling about oh michael is evil evil he evil is he he's evil and it's like i get it he's evil that's the this the speech loomis gives in the original movie about how michael is evil is like a thing 
it's very effective. And you know why it's effective? Because that came from a personal experience that John Carpenter had when he was a child. And in this movie, it's just do that speech again, but have Laurie do it. Except we're comedy writers. And just have it be very long and drawn out. And just keep mentioning that he's evil. And then have people yell, it dies tonight. It's just... <laughs> frustrating. So, final question before we move to review to our scores for real this time. Is it insane to you that Laurie and Michael never meet in this movie? I mean... She's like she doesn't do anything in this movie, so it's like I know, but that's just such a weird like because you w- say what you will about the sequels, but you do have to take into hollow into consideration. I think Halloween as a franchise, and Laurie Strode is the face of Halloween almost as much as Michael is at this point. How did well, they not meet? Part, in of a the, film? part of the original ending did have like the one moment between them. Where she's at the hospital and she calls Karen, uh, the daughter, and the phone answers and it's just Michael breathing and she's like, Michael, like, run as far as you can because I'm coming for you. Boom, cut to credits. And they cut that, but. That should have been in the movie. <laughs> it's dumb, but it's awesome. Like, I would have that. Yeah, and it's weird because they still have, like, they like parallel them where she's like looking down the hallway and he's looking out his window. And I know the window thing is so weird. And they set it up right at the beginning. Like that was a, actually, you know what? I keep going back to where it lost me <laughs> in the 78 bit. It it really is when he's talking, when the the new sheriff is talking to the other cop and he's like, I knew Michael as a child. He used to always stare through the window, and I'm like, stop! Just stop describing Michael Myers as a kid, as like a weird psycho, because that's not what that is. It's very strange. Um, I almost wish Blumhouse had just let them stick to two movies, because when you stretch something out to three, you get something like this. I don't know. I I wish they stopped at one. <laughs> like I don't know. I I'm of two minds I, because I get where you're coming from, but at the same time, like as a slasher fan, a world without Michael and Jason, it just there, there's something missing in the cinematic horror space. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? I mean, like I said with. And when we eventually get Halloween... Oh, wait, this was in the last review. But when we eventually get, like, Halloween 2048, like, we'll eventually get that. Like, we don't need to keep pushing sequels to, like, this specific movie. Like, give it time. Whatever, make your stupid one. But we just... We did what we always do. We made one, and then we made the Resurrection sequel. Like... (laughs) It's it's the cycle of Halloween. We make a movie, it's great or good or whatever, and then we completely hit the bed immediately. This movie might as well have had the man in black just walking around, where it's like, ooh, who's that? And then I think there was places to go after 2018. I don't... 
remain liking this movie aside, I don't think this was it. It's very, it's indicative though of what I what I was saying, is if you had just made the two movies like they planned, both movies would be more focused, and we wouldn't have to spend the middle of the trilogy being like, well, we have to save Laurie Strode for the third movie for the climactic showdown. Her daughter, we can't use her because we got plans for her, but just kidding, no we don't. The granddaughter can go over here and do this. And we're going to fill in an hour and 45 minutes with a mob with sticks. Mm-hmm. You could have just told the story you wanted to tell, did the climactic showdown. And I, I still think if they can stick the landing, this will be the definitive like Laurie and Michael showdown. There's not a lot of competition, granted. Uh... We never get that right. And I don't agree that there should be no sequels to Halloween. You said that before. You know, that's fair. Anything that comes after Halloween takes away from that ending. And there's nothing to do but repeat it. Like, it's what else do you do? And then you either repeat it or you do it. This and what most this to a lesser extent, but all the other sequels do, which is you just you add things to it where it's like you take away the simplicity because you have to go bigger. And that's how we got the stupid twist about, you know, the C, the daughter, uh, sister thing. See, daughter I, thing comes later, I don't hate that twist still. It's just, I think, I think it works better. It in the, away. I think it works better in the remake because it's there from the beginning. Whatever you think about I the think remake. That, I think that makes it worse in that movie because they also still have to do that. Uh, she goes up to the house and that's when Michael sees her because then it's just so convenient. And granted, it is originally when you add that twist to it, but when it's all in the same movie, it's you can really tell that that's not how that was. Then well, anyway. it becomes Michael doesn't want to even kill her in the remake. He just wants to be her friend. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like that remake more than you do, but yeah. But I'm not surprised that stuck around because that was just the thing at the time, you know. Um, yeah, tracks through 2018 was the first one that knew to drop it. Well, because that's the first one Carpenter was in. Mm-hmm. Well, he almost directed H2O, and he—I mean—he did add the the twist. Yeah. I think there's something interesting you could have done with that, with them being related. The problem is, we got rid of her after two, and five and six are the most unimaginative, dull, sometimes confusing uh, movies that you could have made out of that franchise. And then H2O is just, oh, Scream came out, let's make another one. Mm -hmm. Uh... And then Resurrection is just, we need money. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, It's the 2000s. We've got the internet. Well, that's actually with Resurrection. That was just like an idea that this like script writer had where he was like, we're going to do the kind of um, War of the Worlds audio drama thing, you know, where like there's this fake kind of alien invasion happening and people think it's real, but flip that on its head and have some, like these people being killed in this like internet video drama thing. And they're actually being killed, but nobody thinks they are like it's the reverse. 
And then they got that script and went, okay, it's a Halloween movie now. <laughs> uh, so it's every Hellraiser sequel after four. Exactly. Oh, those will be fun to talk about at some point. <laughs> I'm going to make you sit through some bad Hellraiser movies. <laughs> I've sat through bad Halloween movies. I, I'm used to seeing my favorite films get raped in the ass. <laughs> Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, we dude, we are at almost an hour. Uh, so I'm gonna oh, I'm gonna give it a three out of five. On the conceit that there there's things in this movie that probably fall apart, but I can enjoy it on the level of it's another slasher flick. Um, I think that a lot of the kills work better than Wilson does, but I'd also have to rewatch it and like pay closer attention. Because, like I said, I was watching it, like, here and then doing something over here as well. Um, but it, it is definitely a step below 2018. And I hope that they learn from this movie. Um, even though it's making an ungodly amount of money in a post-pandemic world. Um, yeah, and this only has a $15 million budget. Or, no, I think $20 million actually. So it's already, like, cleared that by far. Um, that's, that's another thing I forgot to mention, um, with kills with the boyfriend, it does the thing that I really hate from Halloween two, like the remake Halloween two, which is zombie keeps doing this thing in that movie where say like, okay, let's say like Michael stabbing somebody and it, it plays like a comedic beat because it's like stab, 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 pause stab and it it's a comedic beat like that's what that is um and that's how the boyfriend dies where he like puts him in like a he's like stabbing him with like the railings or whatever and it's like stab 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 and it looks super goofy and then he stops and then it's like stab <laughs> and it's ugh. so austin are you ready for the week where we do Rob Zombie's Halloween and Halloween 2 at the same time? What? <laughs> you can do that with Doolittle. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to give this a 3 out of 5. I've said that like 3 times already. Um, Austin, 3 out of 5 you... times. I give this movie a 1. I really hated this movie. And it it gets worse the more I think about it. Are you ready for that thing? To the point where I like, to the point where I like, just riddled out like twenty minutes of just anger the second this video started. (laughs) But uh, no, cancel both their remake of the thing and cancel his Exorcist film. Sorry, not even film trilogy. It's already they greenlit a fucking trilogy. I think I would be more. I think I'm more okay with the thing, because that can just be its own, for lack of a better word, thing. And it's like, oh, it's just a bad remake of the thing, or it's a good remake. Who cares? Um, the Exorcist trilogy worries me, because I haven't seen any of the sequels. But, and I I don't agree with you often on sequels. I think almost any movie can have a sequel if done right. Exorcist is one of those movies where I'm like, 
Unless it's just another Exorcist movie with a different cast, how do you do a sequel to that? Exorcist 3. And then the studio looks at it and says, this doesn't have an exorcism in it. Reshoot it to put an exorcism in it. That's the theatrical cut. Push it out. <laughs> I still have to see that. It's, that's got uh, Brad Dourif in it, right? Mm-hmm. That's written by the writer of the original movie and the books. And it's just an adaptation of one of his other books with Exorcist 3 slapped onto it for money reasons. But it's apparently very good. Okay. And I think you have to go for the director's cut because that's not the one that's compromised by the studio saying, put an exorcism in this movie. Well, Austin, this was fun listening to you ramble for about an hour. Um, But we've got some cool ideas coming up. Next week is Scream and 28 Days Later. Are you ready for, for that, Austin? Yeah, I've never seen 28 Days Later, so it's on Disney Plus here, though, so it'll be interesting. Every time you say something that's on Disney Plus, I'm just like, Jesus. Like a Serbian <laughs> film. I still don't believe you on that one. But anyway, there. Uh, I'm curious to see how you feel about that one, because you're not a big zombie guy. Um, <laughs> but I've got some other stuff in the in the works here. Uh, I guess I'll just ask you on video. Because I've been thinking, because I showed Noah the last three Child's Play movies, and you weren't there, and I don't think you've seen anything after three, right? No, I I think overall I just need to go back and rewatch all those movies just by myself, because I've only ever seen one, two, three, and four with you guys. And since we were talking, I feel like I missed some stuff from all of them. But So here's what I am proposing for, let's say, November or December. Now, we can't do December because we've got plans in December. Or maybe early next year. A child's play movie. We split it up over two two movies per week and we go through the franchise. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We may not do that in November though, because I just realized there's seven films. And that's well, gonna and be- since we just did a themed month, probably like pushing off maybe maybe like maybe early next year. Like April or something. You heard Bro. it here, folks. We've announced Child's Play Month. Oh, actually, that would take two months because there's eight films if you count the remake. Okay. Wait. No. What? Child's Play 1, 2, 3. No, 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 no. no. That would take one month. There's eight films. Two films a week. Oh, wait a minute. Two week one. Oh, yeah. Okay. Anyway, I will talk to you guys later. Thanks for watching. And uh, this is going to be our longest review in a long time. Uh, But yeah, see you later, guys.